Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Answers from the Lab, where we share Mayo Clinic knowledge and advancements on the state of testing and science from laboratory leaders and the people who are making it happen behind the scenes. I'm Dr. Bobby Pritt, Interim Chair of the Department of Laboratory Medicine and Pathology at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. With me today is Dr. Bill Maurice, the President and CEO of Mayo Clinic Laboratories. Hi, Bill. Welcome back. Hi, Bobby. Welcome to another week here. Absolutely. This is our last podcast of the season. So I thought this would be a really good time for us to reflect back on the past year, maybe talk about what's going on now in the present, and then reflect forward a bit on the future. Sure. Christmas past, Christmas present, and Christmas future. Yes. It's our Ebenezer <laughs> but, Scrooge edition. Yeah, but no ghosts involved, right? <laughs> no ghosts involved. No lumps of coal. Yeah. So what did you think of the past year? What were some of the highlights that you'd want to talk about for our audience? Well, I, gosh, it's, I, I've used this analogy a lot, but I'll use it again. Coming through COVID and then getting into this post-pandemic world, if you will, it's almost like I feel like I just ran a marathon and end up at the track and now I'm running sprints just because mm -hmm. there's so much. COVID didn't just end. It sort of had, it's had a tail, which we'll certainly talk about. But then there's all the other kind of pent up change that now needs to be refocused, things like precision medicine and what's going to happen. And then the backdrop of that, a lot of just changes in diagnostics as a whole, because there are companies out there that made quite a bit of money from COVID testing, to be honest, and that changes things. So if there's one thing I would say, it's been a very dynamic, much more dynamic year even than I expected with the weird combination of a lot of interest in diagnostics. But at the same time, also going back to pre-pandemic, struggling to make sure diagnostics stay front and center and, and thinking as you and I've talked about with a lot of public policy and everything else. So, and then the last thing I don't want to make sure I miss is the last year has been fun for us. Our working relationship has changed because you've been yes. the chair of DLMP. I've been over at MCS. I know this is a season for gratitude. So I just want to oh. say how much I've enjoyed working with you in that role and how humbled I am by how well you've done with it, taking the reins from a job that I did and improving on it. So thank you. I'm just really thankful and grateful for your leadership and partnership and friendship through all of this. Oh, well, thank you, Belle. I feel the same and I've learned a lot from you. So it's been great that you didn't go anywhere and that we could continue our partnership. And you mentioned a lot of points that I think are really apt as far as we had a, a very interesting year being in this role as department chair. I got to see just a reflect on the big picture of diagnostics. I would say that a lot of people were projecting more COVID testing than we actually saw. And I think in the laboratory world, a lot of microbiology labs felt that probably because of the shift to at-home testing with the rapid antigen tests. And so all the labs that were really counting on having those high COVID testing volumes again, were probably a little disappointed from that. But yeah. then at the same time, we were all very busy with all of the new advances in AI, digitization, operational efficiencies, innovation, automation. And so we were expected to really have our mind on a lot of different areas, make sure we're still thinking about respiratory viruses, but then we're now reflecting forward. We're not just in the past anymore thinking about COVID and respiratory viruses, we have to move forward and the pace of change is really picked up. Yeah, no, I agree hundred percent. It's pretty remarkable. And I think about what, like when you and I trained you're around the same time, you know, a few years earlier, 
what I was taught as a trainee and the world that I was trained to live in and work in and as a physician and as a laboratorian, how much is that has changed? I mean, heck, when I trained it, next generation sequencing wasn't even in the clinical domain yet. It's a lot. It becomes more important than ever that we become invested in building the systems that will help us help our patients going forward. So so what's so it's top of mind today? So that's Christmas past. What's in, what about, what about today? <laughs> all right, so Christmas present. Yes, a Christmas present and all the other holidays is staying safe. I was just looking at the statistics on the CDC's webpage, and as of December 15th, several states are reporting very high levels of respiratory illnesses, mostly the ones in the south. The ones I will call out are Louisiana, West Virginia, Mississippi, Alabama, and New Mexico all have very, very high levels of influenza and COVID in looking back compared to previous months. And all the other Southern states are starting to tick up as well. So we're going to probably see that expand across the country. It's mostly COVID and influenza. It looks like RSV has leveled off, but hospitalization rates, emergency room visits, and even deaths are starting to go up. And probably a good time to remind everyone that the people that are really hardest hit by this are the people that are 65 and older, and then children less than two. But actually, we're also surprisingly see, uh, seeing a pickup in emergency room to visit for influenza of school-aged children, 5 to 17. Hmm. So everyone wow. should be thinking about protecting themselves. That's right. Again, thinking about COVID and and now it's weird again to be wearing a mask in public. It's, it kind of mm-hmm. stands out. I've traveled by plane the last couple of weeks. I, you know, I started wearing one again. And also just being mindful if you think you might be ill. Kind of things we talked about during COVID a lot is to, yeah. you know, think, be thoughtful. Uh, if you think you might have something and you don't have to go into a crowd, you better not to. Uh, these things are still challenges. Wearing a mask, you know, to protect yourself or protect others if you think you might have something. Some of those things. I think we can't forget they're just good practices to put in place, period, especially when we see these respiratory illnesses going up. Well, absolutely. And you just do not from I could say from personal experience, you do not want to be sick in another country or another city in a hotel room trying to self-medicate and not being able to do all the things that you wanted to do that brought you to that place to begin with. So just think about even if it's not a severe life-threatening illness, it's still going to really impact negatively your plans. So take those precautions so you don't get sick and you don't ruin whatever holiday plans or future plans you have. That's right. Travel volumes. I think airlines now talk about a topsy-turvy time. You know, they were, we were working with Delta, you know, three years ago where they were struggling with no passengers. Now I think air travel is back up to record high levels. Everyone's back on cruises. I was thinking about that too. I did a couple of, Mm -hmm. uh, with a couple of cruise lines where they, you know, had their sessions for their customers and cruises are back. Everything is back where people are getting together. So have to think about all those things we think about, you know, and just yep. protecting yourself. So, so looking forward then, I guess, okay, you know, what do we so Christmas uh, future. <laughs> yes. Well, I will say from a personal note that even though I've had a fabulous year, I'm also looking forward to going back to microbiology because I will be stepping down as the interim chair of DLMP, the Department of Lab Medicine and Pathology, officially on January 9th. Because on January 10th, our new chair is going to be starting, Dr. Eric C. He is coming from Wake Forest, and we'll do a full introduction of him once he's here. 
but then I will be staying on board to help him transition and set him up for success. And then I will eventually go back to being parasite gal full time and working on microbiology and being the chair of the division of microbiology. We also have a new vice chair coming, Dr. Peter Lucas, and we will also be introducing him in a future session. And so that's very exciting news for our department. Yeah, no, those are great. And to see, you know, those leaders coming in and they'll, they'll make great contributions. I know them both. I got to know Dr. Lucas when he's been considering coming and joining us as a vice chair of research. Of course, very signed for research at Mayo Clinic. We just had the grand opening of the new research, the Kellen Research Building, which is a state-of-the-art research building. I think it's 10 floors or so. So it's a very exciting time for the whole institution and bringing them in. And of course, Eric, Dr. C, I've known for a long time as a fellow hematopathologist. And he will be very well served by your being at his elbow to bring him up to speed on what's a big but rewarding job. So that's awesome. It's funny for me as I look forward. I'm here in northern Minnesota. And now, and you bought a Parasite Gal, and I think I've internalized Parasite Gal because it's unseasonably warm up here. There's actually mm. no snow. And I think about what we've talked about with the, with the vector-borne, arthropod-borne illnesses. If we don't have a good heart freeze up here, what's that season going to look like? And you and I have talked about how some of these ticks and things are moving further and further north, things that we think of like the Lone Star tick that can lead to the, the Alpha-Gal syndrome and all that kind of stuff moving further north. So I think about that. I also think a lot, you know, you had mentioned the AI and the large language model chat GPT. I mean, when that was introduced just last year, a lot of people talked that as the most important advance in computing since Windows. And so I really, I think this is the year we'll start to really see some of those things kind of coming into the fore and it will really hit our profession because again, 70 to 80% of the quantitative data in the medical record comes out of the labs. So mm-hmm. you start to think about where does the data that feeds a lot of these, that's going to be coming from us, right? Yeah, I, I would agree that generative AI is probably one of the biggest advances and we're going to see impacts. In fact, we're already seeing impacts, but we're going to see huge impacts in this coming year and years to come. We're going to see our reports being summarized. We're going to see patient records easily being summarized. There are going to be models that capture patient visits. So hopefully some of the administrative burden is going to decrease for physicians. And I think there's a lot of opportunity for our reports that we generate and all of that data, that 70 to 80% of the data in the medical record, to be put into a format that could be understood by patients, by other physicians and clinicians, and really being able to be mined for insights and treatment. So I think that there's a lot of positive implications there. Oh, I agree. Just when you're talking, when I was at the Becker CEO and CFO conference in Chicago in November, there was one large health system that was talking about a pilot they have in family med. I think it was primary care anyways, where the practitioner just leaves their iPhone open, recording Mm -hmm. on the desk during the visit, and then it transcribes a note. So, and then this still changed for us too. When you think about like the tools that we'd use to be able to, to look into the medical record, we're trying to find things or generating reports on some of our complex testing. It's going to be great opportunity. But again, we really have to stay at the table because those systems will produce what they're designed to produce. And so the other thing you and I've talked about it, it's not like anything it has, it's both it's great promise and it's great risks. And so we have to really be engaged and, and understanding to the best extent that we can, even if we don't have to understand programming, which I don't, but just really understanding what we need out of those systems to be sure that we're delivering the best possible care for our patients. 
Yeah, so that's probably the best note to end on is that there's going to be a continued need for laboratory leaders to be at the table, to be advocating in Washington, because not only do we have AI and all the ethical questions it's going to raise and are the models being all the questions about how the models are made, but we're also going to have all the regulation that's going to be coming up this year. We've talked a lot about FDA's oversight of LDTs, and that's going to be a big, big issue this coming year. Yep, that and the other big one will be payment. And going back, yep. I mean, we've talked about, and thankfully we had the delay to the PAMA cuts that was passed in November. And that's again shows the effectiveness of leadership and, and policy issues. Because if we were trying to get it done here at the 11th hour, oof, that would have been very stressful. But then again, even th- forward thinking about some of these tools and if they make us more efficient, how do we get financially rewarded for that? Right. So it's, it's going to be an interesting time. It'll be, for you and I to talk about. That's for sure. Absolutely. So I'm looking forward to a great 2024 with lots of exciting things to talk about with you, Bill. Yeah, me too. And with that, I guess happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. See you in the new year. Sounds great. Look forward to it. Thank you so much for tuning in to Answers from the Lab. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to tune in every Thursday and every other Tuesday.